You tune to Haldeberg FM and it is time to chat money. And it's Monday morning. Happy Valentine's Day, Wes. Thank you, Donnie. Wow, you're my first other than my wife. Oh, it's getting serious now. Oh, I love it. No, I'm joking. Listen, um, okay, let's get in love with finance. Uh, yeah. So it is uh, Monday. We normally speak about uh, just how to, to get your budget running again. It's sort of still in the beginning of the year. You can still look forward to uh, having a good financial status. So today we're going to talk about saving for education. Yeah, which is quite a big thing, um, especially when you have now kids in the house and you start to think about oh my goodness, uh, varsity is <laughs> yeah is not cheap, you know. So all of that, just keeping that in mind. Um, well, it has been, it's a new year has started and education costs are top of everyone's mind, like I mentioned, and we are going to chat about that. So let's start talking about costs. What does it actually cost at the moment? to study at the university. Yeah, so I thought the reason we could do this is because uh, we are actually getting love letters at the moment. Those little love letters from <laughs> the schools oh. with, the, with the, this is your account, this Yo. is your ball. Um, and we actually, we looked at this topic two years ago. So I'm going to refer back to some of the stuff that we chatted about then, as mm. well as an Alan Gray topic on this article. Okay. So they did some research and they said that even sending your child to a kind of a, a top quintile public school in South Africa doesn't come cheap. Yes. So while fees obviously vary, a, a mid-range kind of public high school in Cape Town costs around 55000 a year. Mm. So that's just under 5000 a month. Um, and then if there's going to be boarding school fees, that's going to push that total over 100000 So it's, it's a lot less than the high end and kind of private schools, but that's still beyond the reach of many kind of middle-class South Africans. Yeah. And then the disruption caused by COVID and concerns around rotational learning, that's obviously caused a huge surge in applications for online learning. And there are a number of prestigious schools now that offer online learning, which is much cheaper than the cost of kind of in-person tuition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these virtual schools, they're going to offer either CAPS or the Cambridge curriculum. And fees kind of range and come in there between 14000 and 60000 annually. So that's quite a bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. And then if we look at universities, so Old Mutual, the study that they did that I looked at a, a couple of years ago was for 2019. And they came out with an average tuition of around 64200 mm. a year. So that's not uh, including that's the raise fees. That's just for just kind of an study. average degree. Yeah. And if we increase that because it's three years later and we just put inflation on and, and generally educational inflation is higher than our normal inflation, we're going to look at a figure just north of 80,000. <laughs> sure. Sure. You're saying scary stuff right now. But anyway, sure. okay. Selling my so house. So that, uh, you know, if we think about that, okay, the question is there and we need to know how do we pay for these costs? Yeah. Can we just pretend? <laughs> and we'll be okay or are there some steps that we can actually take now in progress to that point so I actually want to start off uh, I was telling to a friend of mine it's just such a good story that I thought that can illustrate uh, mm-hmm. just the advantage of planning ahead so he was telling me about uh, his little son that lost a tooth Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of excitement about the tooth mouse and the slipper came out and the letter was written. But as we all know, life happens and parents got very busy <laughs> in the night. And so they fell asleep and the next morning they hear some kind of excited shuffling in the room. Yeah. And they go, oh my goodness, the tooth mouse. So about it. he quickly looks in his wallet and all he can see there is a buffalo. There's a hundred uh. rand note. So... 
Suffice to say that it was a very happy experience for, for his <laughs> yeah. kid. But it goes to show that if there was some planning, the, yeah. the, that outcome could have been different. And, and I just thought, that, you know, that's a great example of instead of just sticking your head in the sand and we'll deal with it when, when that problem arises, mm-hmm. uh, you give yourself more options by, by just doing something now or, or, you know, trying to save any way that you can now. Mm-hmm. So if, in order to kind of tackle these costs, there are many investment uh, policies and accounts that are available to save so, some specific things. There are educational policies, there's unit trusts, there's tax-free investment accounts, there's endowments. But the challenge for many parents is taking that first step towards saving for their child's education. Part of that is because not everyone has certainty early on with regards to the type of education that they are after or that they can afford. Is Mm -hmm. it going to be private? Is it going to be public? Is it going to be an online homeschooling thing? But starting to put some money aside as early as you can is going to give you more options down the line. Mm. And then let the magic of compound interest work in your favor. We've spoken about that before. Align your goals and your timeframes with your investment choice. So here you've probably got at least a 10-year timeline if you're thinking of starting early for your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and then speak to trusted financial advisors. You can help you understand the options that are on offer and compare some of the costs and like give you a forecast of some of the returns and really just put a plan in place for you. Well, Wes, I know that when I look at my budget, I, I seriously can't think of saving somehow, you know. It's just, oh, I, this, I, then I have to save 10 rand, you know. That's it. But what if it is that I don't have that extra money in my budget now um, to, to put aside? What's the options? So this is an option that we spoke about a couple of years ago, and it's one that I just wanted to bring up again, where mm-hmm. if we're saying we can't actually save, we, we don't feel like there's space to get to this huge big figure of mm. whatever it is, 80,000 for a year's time, and that's going to be, you know, if it's three years, it's 80,000 a year for three years in varsity. <laughs> so we spoke about another option, which is more like an insurance product. So you can take out a product that insures your child's education against your life. So in essence, what it's trying to do is should something happen to you, you at least know that those big future costs uh, for education will be covered. So similar to life insurance, very similar principle, but the difference is that with life insurance, when that money pays out to whoever you've nominated as your beneficiary, Mm -hmm. that can be spent on anything, whereas these policies are specifically spent towards education. So it doesn't get paid to you and then you spend it on anything. The The product provider will actually pay it to the institutions to cover the costs of, uh, of the schooling or university. So at least you know, if you had to pass away, you would know that your kid's education is covered until kind of matric and then often what happens is there's a if you then didn't use that product so thankfully nothing happened to you and you paid that insurance premium until your kid finished matric they often have a built-in mechanism where they go what well, right you, you covered the you you took this out to cover a risk that risk never transpired so instead of just going well it's wasted money we will now actually use that money that you're paying over those 12 years of education to cover the first three years of university for your child so sure. yeah, it would almost then be like you were saving, saving for, all along. for university mm. for the you know while over that time that you're paying that premium wow 
Sure, West. Uh, definitely something to think about, you know. And it, like you mentioned, if you just start today with the smallest amount and just start, at the end of the day, besides, let's say, all the products that you just mentioned, um, if you just start today with the smallest amount in 10, 20 years' time, then you have something at least. Yeah. You know. You've got something. And in the same way that you can look at the numbers and go, Yo, you know, it was 60,000 three years ago. Mm. Now all of a sudden it's 80,000 harder to get there. It works the same with your investing. So if you're going, mm. oh, man, it's only... It's only a hundred rand now. Mm. Before you know it, that your investment, you know, kind of the the growth in it has. You look at it and you go, "Wow! Like, how did that happen?" Yeah, it's, it's the same principle. Yeah, exactly. So, but thank you very much for that helpful tips. If you want to know more and uh, see how you can uh, reduce that that scary numbers in ten years' time, then speak to Wes. He will help you out. Um, I know those are just uh, quick summaries of what we. What, what you can go more into detail into each one of those and insurance products that's out there. So, if you want to chat to Wes, give him a call. It's oh seven nine one six five two three two five oh seven nine one six five two three two five otherwise you can email him wesley at multitrust.net wes thanks a lot great thanks all guys. the love for you today <laughs> <laughs> cheers, cheers my mate bye, bye. bye.